We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The 2023-2024 NFL MVP race is heating up, and we both know it's going to continue to do exactly that as we make our way to Monday night's Week 16 clash between the Ravens and 49ers, where specifically two MVP candidates will battle it out in Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. Which is why when we had Roquan Smith on the show yesterday, we asked him to give his MVP case for Lamar, and then... Check it. We're going to give our four-point case for number eight. And let me tell you, I am fired up about it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. It is Wednesday, December 20th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault, presented by our friends at GEHA. So former Ravens running back, Mark Ingram, he created some buzz online this week, but Given Baltimore's running back practice squad signing Tuesday, uh, is it a false alarm? I think so. Plus, Fox Sports personality Joy Taylor, she went scorched earth on behalf of the Baltimore Ravens. And Shannon Sharp's latest blunder, while it was probably just an accident, oh man, it was an egregious accident having to do with Ravens safety Kyle Hamilton. Oh, yeah, we've got all of that and more coming up. So thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So, Bobby, let's take a look at these updated NFL MVP odds. Things are really heating up. This is when guys really make a case for themselves. We've got, according to the Athletic, I don't know. What's that sign? Who's who's that Vegas? I don't know. Somebody from Vegas. They got Brock Purdy, number one in the lead, followed by Lamar Jackson, then that's Dak Caesars, Prescott. Sorry, that's Caesars. Okay, thank you. Uh, followed by Dak Prescott at number three, Kish, Christian McCaffrey. What do you know? Two 49ers on the list. And then Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> so uh, that might be a little foreshadowing there for some of my points that I'll be given. But Bobby, I watched Tony Dungy, who is an MVP voter at the end of Sunday's game. And they were asked about who he thinks should be MVP. This is what he said. Well, I'll tell you what, I like what Lamar Jackson <laughs> did here tonight. And 
you know, he, he does so much for this offense. He does. And they've got a great record, and he's a big part of it. Still a little early. I'm a, I'm a MVP voter, so I got to hold my hand. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he's it that's is the early. way to go. Yeah. It is early. It's early. We got a couple weeks left, and I'm glad that he's reserving his opinion. But so it's Tony Dungy. It's guys like him who has has to be like the case has to be made to them. So we had Roquan Smith on the show Tuesday. He was phenomenal. Check out the whole show again. But we asked him, make a case for Lamar Jackson. For those that make those decisions, I think it, it'll be simple. I think it's you go look at each and every game each individual has played this season and what effects that individual has had on the game and then and on their team and then you say okay take this individual off of this team how good would this team be as far as an offensive perspective when I feel like you're comparing those two and I think when you look at that I haven't really watched a crap ton of uh, San Fran film this year not but I hear about pretty numbers and uh, things of that nature but speaking for the guy that I watched uh, Sunday in Sunday out Monday Thursday wherever the case may be and who I'm betting my bottom dollar on I think I, I think it's obvious the stuff the some of the stuff the guy does, man, it makes you like wonder like how is this humanly possible? <laughs> and it's like things you've never seen done before from the uh, quarterback position, the throws, the off time and things, the on time and things like with his feet, extending plays, like just everything. So I'm just grateful to be on this guy's team and not uh, going against him. Ringing what do you endorsement. Think, Bobby? That's a yeah. ringing endorsement. Tony is right. Coach Dungy is so right. It's still very early. The Ravens have two massive games coming up. If they drop one of them, Week 18 becomes important against Pittsburgh, which we know year in and year out, you can throw out all the odds, throw out all the predictions for Baltimore-Pittsburgh. So it is still early. But I just I can't think of another player whose team goes as he goes more than the Ravens do with Lamar. And you're going to get into a number of points as to why we both believe that's the case, uh, but awesome stuff there. Good insight from Roquan. And like you said, episode eight of Inside the Vault with Roquan is now available across all of our platforms. All right. So here I go, Bobby. You know, I've been prepping for this. This isn't just off the cuff. I've been thinking about this. So I will say this. Lamar Jackson doesn't care. Okay. Lamar Jackson doesn't care. Doesn't sound like John Harbaugh cares. If they did care, they would try to stat pad and do all that kind of stuff. They don't care. Okay. They care about the Super Bowl. Me, I also care about the Super Bowl. If we're talking on a scale of scare, of caring, 10 Super Bowl for me, for me, MVP, I still would like it. Just because you get the Super Bowl doesn't mean you can't have the MVP. So to me, I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, I care about a 6 to a 7. I would like him to get it, right? So, But all of this then is for us. It's not for Lamar, obviously. So I got four reasons. Four reasons why Lamar should be the MVP. So, number one, let's address the elephant in the room. Lamar doesn't have eye-popping stats, right? But here's the first reason why he should still be considered. Nobody has super compelling stats, especially at the quarterback position, with guys who are have their teams in some of the top seeds. So, because Brock Purdy is number one right now, right now he's number one and Lamar's number two, let's take a side-by-side -side look, okay? Now, they both, ah, oh, shoot, I can't see the bottom of that because we have the scrolling thing, which is the I most important step. Okay, okay, okay. Um, there we go, there we go. Thank you, Bobby. So when you look at 
passing yards. Of course, Brock Purdy is ahead. That always happens because Lamar is a a can m- m- does damage in both the rushing attack and the passing attack. So if you look at their total yards, Lamar is at thirty eight hundred yards, and Brock Purdy is at thirty nine hundred yards. Sorry, that's not enough to be like, oh, this isn't this isn't a contest of, of who has the best stats now. Stats are important. I'm not saying they're not, but that's not one that says, oh, Brock Purdy's running away from it. Now, if stats was the only important thing, you would look at touchdowns. Brock Purdy's got 31 to Lamar's 22, and that's up through the season. Things could change. But here's the thing, though. Both yards and touchdowns, while important, and I don't want to wipe them away because when Lamar won MVP in 2019, he led the league in both passing touchdowns and total touchdowns. But even Brock Purdy's 31, it's not like it's like all-time amazing touchdowns, right? Like he may he may lead Lamar, but it's not like this is some sort of like otherworldly numbers. In part, it's a volume stat. Okay, because Lamar keeps keeps passing off at Gus Edwards. And I know Christian McCaffrey has him too. But so to me, it's like Okay, well then let's look at how many points per game. If like it just so happens that Gus runs it in instead of Lamar, do you, you like Lamar got to help get them in position? So the 49ers are number three in points allowed or in, in points per game at 30.4. The Ravens are at 27.4. You can't divorce the quarterbacks from that. You can say, oh, well, he happened to hand off, whereas Brock Purdy got to throw it in or he ran it in. So to me, you look at those and say, hey, this is the number three and number four uh, offenses in terms of point per games, and there's really not that big of a difference. So to me, in terms of quarterbacks, nobody has gaudy stats. You can say that at the wide receiver and running back position, uh, Tyreek Hill at 1,500, Christian McCaffrey at 1,500. So, but, but there's nothing, hello, Terry McCauley, there's no clear and obvious stats case <laughs> in my view. Right? No clear and obvious. So, in other words, then, so what do you look look at? If the stats aren't super compelling, and again, I get pretty has more touchdowns, but I made the case for the for the points per game. So, if if you're not a, a clear and obvious stats winner, then where do you look? What defines value? Okay? So, that's w- what I'll get into. To me, the value then becomes the player's impact on winning and the attention each player gets from their opposing defenses. Okay, so that brings me to my second point of why Lamar has a good case. Nobody influences his team's ability to win more than Lamar Jackson, okay? And that's to Roquan's point. So you have to look at what happens to a team when you take an MVP candidate off the field, okay? We know this. Lamar Jackson... Warren, Warren Sharp said this a couple, I think at the end of last year. 2021, the Ravens start the season 8-3 and three with the healthy Lamar. They were the number three seed in the AFC. Lamar gets injured, Ravens lose out, fall to 8-9, and nine, don't make the playoffs. You go from number three to no playoffs. 2022, Ravens start the season 8-4 and four with the healthy Lamar. Number three seed in the AFC. Lamar injured, Ravens lose half their games, fall to 10-6. and six. Barely make the playoffs. We know what happened in the playoffs. Okay. So that's what happens with Lamar. Don't have, I don't know that Purdy's missed a ton. Maybe he has. I, need, I haven't looked into that. But what I will say is that when you look at the surrounding cast, when Lamar's surrounding cast goes down, the Ravens keep winning. 
So the Ravens have had to play, and this is a skeptic goat, shout out to him for this tweet. The Ravens had to play meaningful games without J.K. Dobbins, Ronnie Stanley, who even when he's been in, he's been hurt, Linderbaum, Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Adarius Washington, Marcus Williams, Jalen Ar Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Mark Andrews, and now Keaton Williams. And the Ravens are still 11-3. and three. What did I say? Keaton Williams. My bad. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're crushing Keaton this up. Mitchell. We're all we're all with you. <laughs> okay, good. Keaton Mitchell. Actually, it's funny because when you were gone and I would go on, on solo rants, like these things would happen and people would have to say it in the comments. So I'm glad that you'll save people's just, comments here. Just so everybody knows, it is really hard to give commentary while you're simultaneously pulling up slides, pulling up ads. I mean, it's 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 a difficult thing. So we're we're all we're all with you. Keep rolling. Appreciate you. Appreciate the the excuses here. So uh, now, meanwhile, while that's been going on, the, the, let me see if I, this is in, oh, sorry, I, I moved ahead. This includes, um, case, my point number three is that, okay, so number one, nobody influences his team's ability to win more than Lamar, and we see that by him when he was out versus when he's in. And the third one is, Lamar wins despite his supporting cast being injured. Okay, so I just lay that out. Meanwhile, and then, Brock and then Don't forget your, your first one, too, that nobody has a compelling stats case. That's one. The influence correct. is two. Three is what yep. you're getting at right now. Is Correct, is the supporting cast. So, um, those are, that's how the Ravens are winning despite... I mean, Mark Andrews, I mean, all these guys going down, doesn't matter. Brock Purdy, look at the middle of the 49ers season. They lost three games in a row against the Browns, no slouch, but against the Browns, Vikings, Bengals. In those three games, Bobby, each one, they scored exactly 17 points. It wasn't a problem on defense. I mean, there could have been problems there too, but 17 points? You got your MVP on the field at quarterback, your supposed MVP, and you score 17 points? Oh, I wonder if it's because in those games, they were also missing Samuel Debo, who was injured, and offensive tackle Trent Williams, who was injured. They became an ordinary offense, maybe below average, when those two guys were out. Purdy did not transcend those injuries, whereas Lamar does. Another point about a supporting cast. Listen, we've been talking about it. The Ravens, this is probably one of the most complete teams they've had since Lamar has been here. Uh, certainly more complete than even 2019 when the Ravens went 4-2. and two. But Chad Forbes, uh, draft analyst, he just tweeted out the other day, Purdy's supporting cast and Lamar's. He also mentioned Josh Allen and Dak, but I'm not going to get into theirs. Check this out. This is insane. Purdy has 24 Pro Bowlers from last year. We'll find out who the Pro Bowlers are, but 24 Pro Bowlers from last year. Lamar has a lot, 12, but that's half of Purdy's 24 Pro Bowlers. Purdy has five first-team All-Pros. Lamar has two. One of that's which is less than half. One of which is an MVP candidate for Brock, right? Like like Christian exactly. McCaffrey, like we talked about with Roquan. Oh, I'm and by the way, that, Bobby. And, and before we get too far, I don't want you getting dragged in the comments section. Just let everybody know that you meant to say Debo Samuel, not the other way around. <laughs> Drag me anyway, because that's, a, that's a, a horrific mistake. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to keep a straight face, but I didn't want to ruin your rhythm as I don't want to now. So keep going. 
Okay, so 24 Pro Bowlers for Purdy, 12 for Lamar, five first-team All-Pros for Purdy, two for Lamar, four second-team All-Pros, one, two for Lamar. It, it just is like, then to your point, Purdy himself said that he shouldn't be the MVP and said that Christian McCaffrey should. So let's listen to Purdy and, and, and say he's not the guy. And listen, I love Purdy's story. This is like Mr. Irrelevant coming in here, leading his team to 11-3. This is not a hate session on him. I hope I'm not, like, pushing him down. I'm hoping to more elevate Lamar. But you got to, like, there can only be one, right? And so you got to nitpick. Purdy, man, what a story. If I were in San Fran, I'd be singing his praises for sure. I even sing him from here. I just sing Lamar's more. Okay? Well, it's a good, when, in the spirit of a debate, right? I mean, he's – yeah. He, like Cam Newton mentioned the other day, like there were no negative connotations when he referred to him as a game manager. He is a facilitator. This guy is a superstar game manager. Like nothing's too big for him. And that's why I think Monday night's going to be so difficult, especially in the trenches, given how stacked their offensive line is and we know what their pass rush is all about. So sorry, continue. No, thank you. Thank you for adding to it. I mean, it's just like, how can you argue that he's the best in the league if you don't even know if he's the best on his team? Like right. that's, that's, that's bananas. Okay. Final point, final point for why Lamar has a case for the MVP prior to this upcoming week. Instead of looking at the box scores, <laughs> look into Lamar Jackson's opponent's eyes. Cause it tells everything. We all saw what happened Sunday night, prime time, smoot. Phenomenal, phenomenal defensive player. He is blowing past Morgan Moses, goes to get Lamar. Lamar somehow magically slithers his way out. Oh, Morgan Moses moves, like loses Smoot a second time. Smoot comes barreling down on Lamar. As he's hitting him, Lamar launches the play. We know what happened. Isaiah likely made a great catch from a great throw under pressure. And then look at the body language of Smoot. That, my friends, is a dejected, depressed, mystified, stupefied, bewildered, grown man. And we all saw the, the video. He looks back at Lamar after he sees it's completed. How? Lamar shakes his head, has his hands on his hips. Bobby, I've seen that look. Listen, I don't care if it's teenage boys or grown men. I coach basketball. I saw that look <laughs> in some of my players' eyes just last weekend, and you better believe they got an earful from me. You told that them sit is, out on the bench. Sit down. Uh, <laughs> I did. If you're going to look, like, if you're gonna look at me like that, sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like that's what Lamar does. And if you watched Wired, um, Anthony Weaver, who's defensive line coach, he goes to his defensive lineman. He's like, what would I say as his defensive line coach? Like, <laughs> don't quit. Like, yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing. You did it perfectly. You you beat your man. You beat your man twice. And Lamar still beat. And the other defensive linemen were like, yeah, like, what do you say? Bobby, more than anything, flip on the tape. Look at what Lamar does to his opponents. Heck, yes, he des he deserves to be in the MVP conversation because nobody has compelling stats. Nobody influences teams' ability to win more than Lamar. Lamar wins despite his supporting cast being injured, and then he just breaks his opponent's will. 
MVP consideration. And at this point, he should be number one. We'll talk again after this game on Christmas night. One final add-on. You're talking about the opponent's eyes. What about from the opponent's mouth? And in this case, Debo Samuel's words. I say, look, Lar Jackson now. What 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 do you think? Man, that man is is playing out this world right now. Um like real talented, strong arm, like can play the game. Like Lamar is a uh Lamar is a guy. Like he's he he has everything that that you look for and you know, um, like just looking at him like week in and week out, like he always doing something amazing. It's just like shows how good he is, with the, uh, how good he is at the game. I was watching him against the Jags on Sunday night and I was just, I, I couldn't, you know, we, we had this MVP talk and we're not going to get into it. But I was like, if you look at one play and you've had him, CMC's had him, Brock's had him, Tyreek's had him. But those plays that he had against Jacksonville, I'm like, that is who... What what is it? What is yeah, even that, happening? That one play that he was just that one play that he was just scrambling around. I'm just like that's something like people say I do stuff that like you can't coach. Like that's something like you cannot coach or teach. Like that's just like awareness and like just just God given talent to be out there on the field. Case closed. Case <laughs> Let's continue. And before we do, for over 86 years, GEHA Government Employees Health Association has offered medical and dental benefits designed to meet the unique needs of federal employees and retirees, military retirees, and their families. And with over 2 million members and growing, GEHA continues to serve those members and families who serve all of us every single day. GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, your friend in federal since 1937. We know federal because we only provide benefits for federal. Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employee Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families for 86 years. A proud sponsor of ours. You can visit GEHA.com to learn more. So it was busy last couple days from a roster construction standpoint. And then from a Twitter buzz standpoint about a former Raven, this got everybody going when Mark Ingram quote tweeted somebody within the Ravens flock community with a gif that had a dude you see the screenshot right here basically saying, call me. But what he's actually saying in that one second video is hit my line, suggesting, perhaps, hinting, perhaps, that he wanted the Ravens front office to hit him up. Now, you might remember, obviously, Mark was the originator of Big Truss. He was a part of that magical run in 2019 and then fell off in 2020 when they drafted J.K. Dobbins and he just gave them no other choice but to play him. Then Mark went to Houston for a cup of coffee and then finished his career, so we think, as a New Orleans Saint. He spent this past football season, Sarah, on the big noon kickoff for Fox covering college football, and he was quoted for saying this on a podcast in August after it was believed that he retired as a New Orleans Saint. Quote, but we're done in like the first week in December, so if some team is having trouble and my Fox schedule's over, and you need a ball player for a legit run at the playoffs. You got three full regular season games left in a playoff run. I'm the man for you, end quote. So I found that just in some sifting through the internet that I had been doing. And I guess that led to even more conversation surrounding this. <laughs> but, and we all love Mark, but given this move from Tuesday... It probably is a false alarm. Uh, the Ravens, according to Jeff Zarebeck, and this has been 
confirmed by the team, are signing former University of Maryland standout running back Jake Funk to the practice squad. So, being that Melvin Gordon now, according to the Ravens, is uh, been elevated from that practice squad. That's the corresponding move. So Funk goes to the practice squad. Gordon comes back up to the 53 for the first time since earlier in the season. And Keaton Mitchell, we know, is on injury reserve with the torn ACL. So uh, what did you make of the Mark buzz? Did you think it had any legs to it? And what do you know about Jake Funk? Because I would love to educate everybody on what this guy's about if you don't have anything. Yeah, no, definitely educate us. I'll just say this. Can, like, where well, there's so many practice squad spots, can we just reserve a couple? Can we just reserve one for a hype man? Like, I don't know what kind <laughs> of, I don't know if he's in football shape. So that's why I don't know that there's anything real behind it. But like, why not bring him in for like good juju? You know what I mean? Just like talking everybody up. And he's just, he's like, a, he, you know what I mean? And then if somebody else sure. gets injured, then, then maybe he's ready. So I wouldn't be against giving him a practice squad spot. But go ahead on funk. Oh, he's beloved, man. Mark is just so. So, so beloved, and and yeah, I, I, you wonder how much he's been training. Yeah, you know, Jake is, has been with NFL teams here for the last couple of years. Uh, this year, he was with Miami's practice squad. Earlier in the year, he was with Indianapolis. Before that, in New Orleans. Got some time with the Rams in his rookie season, and then 2022. But anyway, the cool story about Jake is that not only did he go to Maryland, Sarah, but he went to Damascus, which is a high school in Maryland. So from Damascus to College Park to a seventh round pick out of, well, for the LA Rams in 2021, he's bounced around, but now he gets a shot to be on a practice squad in his hometown area. And who knows? You just never know how this league goes, right? So you hang around, you make yourself available, um, you show what you're about in Baltimore, and, and, and we'll see. So right now, the Ravens are going with Gus Bus, Justice Hill, and Melvin Gordon as of Tuesday evening in terms of what their practice squad looks like. Here is, <laughs> that's classic <laughs> us, um, Adam Schefter. For, we, we can't let all 17,000 subscribers out of what we just talking about, right? We were both touching the right button at the, at the same time and the slide was moving forward. Yes, it was funny. So okay. um, Schefter, Schefter tweeted that the Panthers are releasing, speaking of former Ravens, Four-time Pro Bowl linebacker Justin Houston. Houston wants to play again this season, but only for a contender. And how about this little nugget? I thought I had it in there. Maybe I don't. It's from Field Yates. He would only cost the team because of his heavy signing bonus. I think it was a little over 190000 to come in for a playoff run. So, you know, I don't know if the Ravens want to disrupt what they currently have right now going at, at linebacker. But we all know Justin is a proven veteran. He has fall, He fell off at the end of last year after a super blazing start. And this year in Carolina was just a disaster production-wise, statistically mm. for him. He's only had a half sack. And obviously, if you've Ooh. been following Panthers football, it's been it's been horrible. But uh, he maybe somebody will take a flyer on him given how cheap and you know low risk that is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm telling you, man, I'm all about giving these practice squad spots out. Let's let's do it. Some, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I know some of it is to, like, develop players for sure, and that's important for the Ravens, but we're talking about we're in December, and you can keep signing guys afterwards back to the practice squad. I mean, some of these guys that won't make it anyway, like, you know. Again, yeah. I'm not against it, but I, again, I, I haven't watched a ton of Panthers games. I don't know what the situation is and why he's not playing well, but if they're going to start releasing people, are they going to release Calais? Oh man, Calais is down there too. Think about think about who is down there. You got Justin Houston, Bradley Bozeman, and Calais Campbell all exper- oh, I'm sorry. Now Calais is um Calais is in Atlanta. Calais Calais is an Atlanta Falcon. But right, fine. Let's have them start. You know, yeah. They're let's let's just let all the former Ravens out there and see what. Yeah, happens. I was gonna say. Regardless, both both teams are not exactly having inspiring years whatsoever. But uh, yeah, Bozeman and Houston are in Carolina. Justin no longer. Calais is in Atlanta, and all three guys are just high character dudes. By the way, before we continue. Any team that wants to acquire Justin Houston on waivers would owe him just 194000 for the rest of the season. His deal with Carolina had a minimum salary and a signing bonus of just over $4.8 million. So that's that's how low risk it would be for an NFL team who may need a little help in the pass rush category. What else did we have in that department? Anything else along the lines of signings? I don't think so. So we're ready for national mm-hmm. media, correct? National media. So I promised, and I've even seen people on Twitter wanting to get a reaction to this, the Richard Sherman thing. I put that video up on Twitter. So we're going to get some national media comments. We'll react to them and get to quick hits and uh, get out of here. Here we go. Richard Sherman. uh, (laughs) This is the day after the Ravens Sunday night win. Richard Sherman, good morning to you. Can you make any case the Ravens are better than the 49ers? No, no, I cannot. No, I cannot. Skip, and you know why I cannot. Because the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the National Football League, and they have been for the majority of this season. Yeah, Richard, this is the one human in the National Football League who can rise above even the 49ers at the 49ers. He would have to have a very special 
game, and I'm talking about a four-quarter game where he was just magically on fire with arm and legs. But he is capable, and they got picked to pieces by Joe Burrow. Lamar is capable of doing the same thing. He does it a little different way because he's going to do it with his dart-throwing arm and his legs. And last night, he was just sensational with both. I mean, with both. Do not. But the the San Francisco 49ers would pray, hope, and believe in a game plan where Lamar Jackson sits in the pocket. I guarantee you, if you if you told Steve yeah. Wilkes that hey, Lamar Jackson's going to sit in the pocket this entire game, he would say, "Hey, sign me up for that." Bobby, it's the arrogance that gets me. Like, here's the thing: 49ers are phenomenal. They're tied with the Ravens for the best record. I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. Although I like the I like the Ravens. I mean, it's just going to be smash mouth. Yeah. It's just so like arrogant and dismissive. It's so dismissive of like. I mean, even I, even when I was like trying to be careful. I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to hate on Purdy. Like, there's nothing. There's none of that from him. It's just, oh, we hope and pray he sits back in the pocket. And people still. They still don't understand what's happening with Lamar. Like, if he needs to run, he will do it. We've seen that. He still leads the Ravens in rushing. Yeah, like, like it's just – and by the way, Lamar sitting back in the pocket is not the same as your typical statue quarterback. Did we not just see what he did to Smoot? Yeah, he was, like, in the pocket and he moved around and he still threw it. But, like, it's not the same thing. It's not it's, – and it's so, like, fine. You're a, you're a former 49er, and if that was, like, Ray Lewis – like speaking on the Ravens, we'd all love it, but it's just so arrogant and dismissive of the Ravens. Bobby, if I had an emoji on my face right now, it'd be that emoji where the guy's like, like puffing air out of his nose, right? Just like, Ooh, I want this game to come so dismissive. No, it's just unfair at this point, right? We're, we're six years in and, and where he is right now as a passer, it's just on, it's unfair to be subject to that if you're Lamar Jackson, right? So uh, I'm with you. The arrogance is oozing out of one Richard Sherman. Joy Taylor, on the other end of things, on the Fox side, I guess that's also Fox. They're both on Fox, but in a different show with different panelists who all apparently aren't believers in Baltimore either in terms of where they're at right now uh, in the conference. There was a question posed to Joy about the Buffalo Bills being the top team in the AFC. And as we said at the top, she went scorched earth. On that question. Joy, are the Bills quietly the best team in the AFC? Do the Baltimore Ravens not exist? Yeah, they're in there. They at number one. They Can number we one talk seed. about the Baltimore Ravens ever, like for five minutes? <laughs> they're the best team in the AFC. Mm. Not just by the record. They beat a division-leading Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. They just did that. Yeah, dominated too a little bit. It happened. It did happen. Does that matter? They got 11 wins, too. Where, the Bills? Where are the Bills? Are, the, yeah. are they in the wild card spot? Yeah, with the... Can we pull up the AFC playoff <laughs> picture real quick? Yes. No. They, they, are not, they are not quietly the best team in the AFC. They're playing really good football. I'm happy about it. But please, we must, I demand that we put a little bit of respect on the Baltimore Ravens. Can we just do, can we sprinkle a little spec? a little bit of spec. No? I can't no, get, Ravens, Ravens are good. Ravens are good. Ravens what do you mean good. they're good? good? They're the best they're team good. in the AFC. They're, they're objectively yeah, by the record. best team. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to be a good game. This <laughs> that last yeah. little jab. She's like, what do you mean they're good? The best. Yeah, by record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Bills a lot of belief. The, hunt. Uh, the Bills are playing better as of the couple last couple of There, There really isn't. It's just like if you don't believe in the brand of the Ravens, you don't believe in Lamar Jackson, 
You're just like not going to believe what's right in front of your eyes. Yeah, by record they are. Uh, well, your record says what you are. Let them. You know, let them, let them keep feeling that way. The Ravens are going to have a chance to combat all of that over the next month or so. Joy, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, isn't she a Steelers fan? I mean, I've seen her in, in really? T-shirts with Steelers. So for her to come strong like that, it's like, she can't, can we talk about the Ravens for five seconds? I mean, for real. I like it. We got to play this Dan Orlovsky thing. I know we're up uh, against the clock here a little bit, but I watched it. You, you mind if we do? Because yeah, let's do it. He's just—I I think he did a great job of showcasing the variety that Todd Munkin has provided to this team with his schematics, and it's just made for sure. Like we talked about earlier this week, an inconsistent or unclear identity. But from a variety standpoint, and trying to predict what this team's going to give you any given week. Good luck. Yeah, for me, this offense in many ways is like a chameleon. It, it, mm. It's constantly changing, and there's so much that it can do. I don't know if I can kind of pinpoint one thing identity-wise that they're capable of doing. Todd Monken is fantastic. I mean, sometimes there's like their drop-back pass game and Lamar's hitting a crosser. Sometimes they isolate OBJ. Sometimes there's under-center play action. He's just dumping it off to a check down. There's the designed quarterback run. That's a little bit of the old when it comes to Lamar. That's, there's the red zone stuff to the tight ends. There's the you know zone reads when he can hand it off. There's just so much variance with this offense. And I think that's the really difficult thing is in the past, we kind of knew what this offense was, as awesome as it was. Now you go into every week, and Marcus and RC know it better than I, but you're sitting there going, there is so much that you have to be prepared for schematically let alone the creativity or the special element that Lamar has post-snap. So, Sarah, it sure seems like Dan Orlovsky watches a lot of Ravens football. Another guy <laughs> who I'm not so sure about <laughs> nice segue. Is, is our friend who perhaps we, at the end of the week, may both be blocked by on Twitter. You're instead like of shooting just you. for it at this point. I love it. <laughs> I'm shooting for it. It's a rite of passage. We're a partnership. We will go down together. Okay. Whether anybody likes it or not, you are blocked by Shannon Sharp, Super Bowl champion, Hall not of Famer. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Not to even to your knowing until late in the game within the last couple of weeks or so. You don't know why. You have an inkling as to why because of when I was abroad. You went off, which is highly entertaining. And it all has to do with like the way that he is so inconsistent with his coverage of the Ravens. Now, you want to talk about inconsistent. We were tipped off by this, and I think I have this screenshot by one of our subscribers on Twitter. And it, at God's Dreamer is his handle. So thank you, DRMZ, for letting us know about this. Part of this is Shannon has so much on his plate in his post-football days that you got to wonder if he's just spreading himself too thin because to make an egregious error the way he did, and we're going to play it for you in just a second, this is not even his ESPN duties. This is his night show, night cap on YouTube. Dion and Ocho Cinco were on this show to make it. It's highly entertaining, I will say. And we always have to underscore this with we love Unk. Right? We got a lot of respect for him, especially the way he played the game. But he has left some to be desired in recent months, Sarah, and maybe even recent years. Some of some of you out there I know have receipts on this guy related to Lamar that go years back. Anyway, he was talking about Ravens Jaguars and glitched. 
and the corners. You still have Marlon Humphrey back mm -hmm. there. Even though your free safety, Hamilton didn't play, we know he's a playmaking uh, uh, free safety. Once more for those in the back. And the corners. You still have Marlon Humphrey back mm -hmm. there. Even though your free safety, Hamilton didn't play, we know he's a playmaking uh, uh, free safety. Sarah, Kyle, as you know, Kyle Hamilton, Ravens' second-year safety, has not only put together an all-pro year, he put together an all-pro game on Sunday night, was all over the field, literally all over the field. And by the way, he did so with a knee sprain, a grade one MCL knee sprain. So you hope that this was just an accident. We don't want to We're certainly understand in broadcasting and in content creating. You can misspeak, but we both know all about that. Uh, but this this one right here, uh, and then to not correct himself is kind of like, man, slow down or just start watching the games, my man. Well, that's that's the thing. So, listen, I've made about three errors so far in this in this episode. You corrected me on all three of them. Thank goodness I had you had my back. Um, with with you think Ocho's just, got his back? Ocho's over yeah. there. Like you think he's watching the games? <laughs> And Dion's yeah. trying to recruit, right? Dion's trying to build a program. So you think he's watching the games? <laughs> like yeah, well, and, and that's the other thing. Yesterday I made a mistake too, like, and I wanted to correct that because I said something about fumbles with Melvin Gordon, and I had mixed it up with with fumbles elsewhere. In the past. Gordon literally yeah. has zero fumbles. So listen, so we all make mistakes. I mean, when you're on when you're on daily, and he's on air more than us, but we're on daily, and you're speaking for forty minutes at a time, and you try to be as prepared as possible. And, you know, sometimes you're just wrong. Here's, here's the thing. And this, and so I'm trying to give as much grace as possible. I'm also trying to avoid an all out war, which it sounds like you're trying to jump into it. <laughs> trying to get blocked. I like, don't want it. I, I like it just whatever. So I'm trying to like, maybe he just misspoke. I don't know, but here's the problem. The, the perception is that these national guys don't watch the games. And there's so much evidence that they don't. And then this is just one more evidence. So did he did he misspeak? Or is this just more evidence that you didn't watch the game? And in this one, it would be particularly egregious because it was a primetime game with no competition. Like maybe if it was a 1 o'clock and you've got four TV screens up. But it was a primetime game. It was the only one to watch. You're coming on night nightcap. You know you're going to react to the game right afterwards. Yeah. And by the way, Hamilton made... Some of the two of the game ending plays on defense to make sure that they they finished the game off. Like he he had two, he had a pass breakup, maybe two pass breakups. I can't remember the plays, but he had two plays on that final drive to kind of stuff it. So so it plays into the idea that these national guys aren't watching the 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 games, but I I I assumed they were at least watching the the primetime ones. Oh, you'd hope so. It just makes you think that he's kind of looking at things from from a headline perspective. Like if you followed it externally like that in the week leading up to Sunday night, you would have known, okay, Kyle's like practicing, but he's got a significant knee brace on his left knee. Okay, Kyle's been listed as questionable, but he was a full participant Friday. Like there was a lot of talk around it. So you wonder, is he looking at, is he actually looking into things or was this just a, you know, a minor bump in the road. Who knows? But we will right, continue with this. Quick hits. Justin Matabike. Look at what this guy's doing, man. Ravens making sure the team account does anything they can to get him Pro Bowl votes well-deserved. 
but also total defensive player of the year, they're saying, which I like. Let's start that agenda. Okay. Yeah. Defensive player of the year agenda is being started here. 12 sacks, 56 pressures. Trails only Aaron Donald with 61 among defensive tackles. And we know all of this is being done in the middle of a contract year. This is pretty funny. This next slide right here from uh, Wear Purple Pants on Twitter. Will, uh, it's a, for the audio only people, it's a, is it a Duncan worker maybe? It looks like it's it. Duncan or not, but um, so, somebody who's on down, a break. He's on. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just tired, just tired, right? And the caption is, Ravens fans over 30 if the league flexes us into a third straight primetime game. That one that one was hilarious. That one, like, I feel this one. I feel this Duncan worker because that's how I feel at the end of these primetime games. Well, here's some information on that perfect segue. The NFL is does not need to announce today, uh, meaning on, on Tuesday, if the Ravens-Dolphins game gets flexed, according to NFL.com. For Sunday Night Football uh, in weeks 14 through 17, which is where the game of choice that everybody wants to know about is, it's which is week 17, Miami, New Year's Eve for the Ravens at home, uh, the, the flexible scheduling decision will generally be made no later than six days prior to the game. So just be on the lookout for that. Right now, week 17 between the Ravens and Dolphins is scheduled for a 1 o'clock kickoff inside the bank on Sunday, December 31st. So we'll just kind of monitor that, keep you updated. Real quick. A lot of different updates related to, I know the mayor's office was talking about a report that came out that they might not want to compete or there's security concerns with the Inner Harbor's fireworks that are apparently happening that night. Mayor Scott came back and denied that there were concerns about happening at both. He he wants a primetime game for the city if possible. So anyway, we'll we'll just watch it closely. I just wanted to say, Will does a uh, podcast, Zone 32 podcast, the person on that tweet, the author of the tweet, Zone 32 podcast, very different flavor from ours, but a Ravens podcast. Those guys are, those guys are hilarious. Heck yeah. Ravens are five and a half point underdogs for Monday's Christmas night clash with the 49ers. It's the second largest underdog role of Lamar's six-year career. He was a seven-point dog at the Chiefs in 2018. By the way, if you're counting... And you're in the betting space. Monday Night Football underdogs have won outright seven games in a row. That's the longest streak in Monday Night Football history. The Ravens like that, uh, like those odds there. Lamar is 9-4 and four outright as an underdog throughout his career. And just so you know, there is a clinching scenario, two of them, to secure the AFC North coming up on Monday, or really coming up on this weekend. One involves a Ravens win and a Cleveland loss or tie. They play the Texans down in Houston. The second scenario would be a Ravens tie at San Francisco and a Browns loss. Again, the Browns play at Houston this upcoming weekend. So that is that. We do want to shout out and thank two of our returning patrons who are supporting everything we're building here inside the channel through Patreon this month. Shout out Bryson Herb and BigFest927. Thank you both, guys. And if any of you are interested in out there and you're doing the same and you don't already, visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens vault podcast to learn more about what we're offering here inside the channel this month. So long one jam packed one, um, plenty of content here, obviously to, uh, to comb through episode eight of inside the vault with Roquan Smith. Like we mentioned a couple times is available across all of our platforms. He was really good. Not only on Lamar, like you heard, uh, but more film breakdown too, including one of the plays of the game at the end of the first half that resulted in Jacksonville going in 
to halftime with a goose egg. So for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Wednesday morning vault. Huge thanks to GEHA for sponsoring this episode. We'll have plenty more content coming up this week, week 16 of the NFL season.